Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for these wonderful souls. These children that were born right in this church. Thank you for raising them up to this time. That they should have the privilege to join us. Thank you for value added into this main church. We pray, oh God, that they will learn. They will keep on learning. They will continue to serve you. That their, their whole life, what they will desire to do is to serve you, to preach for you, and to live for you. Preserve them by the blood of Jesus. May they not never be a disappointment to any of us here in the church. Keep them. Let them grow well. Let us see what you can do from the beginning unto the end. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. You are welcome. God bless you. you go back to your seat. Oh, clap for Sister Jada, and Brother Isaiah, and Brother Jeremiah. Wow. It's beautiful. Okay, nice. God bless you, Lady Pastor Geneva from the scheme. Uh, it's good. God has changed the scheme. Amen. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, that's where we're at, isn't it? So next week, we start service at 9 o'clock. It's going to be um, ordination and appointment. So please come, dress official, all the official dressing um, must be in place. Yeah? Okay. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also you are called in one body and be ye thankful. I think last week I, when we launched the book, I was talking about the fact that um, saying thank you is something that people do. People say, people say that. How many of you don't have the book? We still have books available. So we have to learn to live a life of thanksgiving. Right? I think I made a statement that when somebody does something for you, no matter the nature of it, as long as it helps you and it affects your life in a positive way, you should be forever grateful. You should be forever grateful. There is an evil, there are 18 things that the Bible speaks of in the evil days. And one of the things in the evil days is that people are going to be unthankful. A Christian is not supposed to be somebody who someone does something for and is not thankful. You must live a life of thanksgiving. God, God, is there going to be a day where you tell God, today I'm not thanking you at all? Can you imagine a day like that? Where you wake up and say, Lord, I didn't sleep good. I can't thank you for this morning. (laughs) I'm sure you will not live long if you begin to talk to God like that. So every morning, it's a habit. It must be a lifestyle. When you wake up, whether you had a nightmare, whether you didn't sleep well, whether you woke up with a, a stiff neck, a stiff neck because you didn't sleep well. It's not God who made you have a stiff neck. You wake up in the morning and you say, Father, thank you. 
And you, you, you have to do it and say it from your heart. It must be a habit. It must be a habit. It must be a habit. It's a lifestyle. The Bible says, and be ye thankful. Be ye thankful. Be ye thankful. Be thankful. It must be part of your life. And with that's why we speak about it. And sometimes people even get annoyed that we talk about it. Because some of the things that has been done for you, you cannot repay with evil. There's some, something bad will happen to you when you repay good with evil. But to be thankful. So it's not a good Christian character when you especially respond uh, 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 to, to good with evil. Do, 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 do you get it? When you respond... Uh, uh, um, <laughs> Uh, 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 you respond to good with evil. And everybody must understand that. Everybody must understand. And that's how we live our lives. In your house, in school, when you finish secondary school, you have to be grateful, thank to headmistress and headteacher. You you have to live that life. You see that many people go to school, they don't even appreciate the person who taught them well. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not something that people do. Or maybe if just some, some marks or something, then maybe Miss just corrects it. Okay, I, I, I'll give you two marks. Instead of marking, I'll give you. So, oh, Miss, thank you. But it doesn't mean that you are grateful for the rest of you and Miss's life together. And that is what we are talking about. I made that statement la- last week. That we have to live a life of th- thanksgiving. Thankful. I'm grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, if it wasn't you, thank you. If we do that... One of the other things is that thanksgiving is a weapon. There is a weapon. I make that statement also. That thanksgiving, when Jesus was going to feed the 5,000, when he got the two fishes and five loaves, all that he did was to give thanks. And it was, it's one of the greatest miracles. Did you know that after that story, about three or four verses later, the people wanted to make him king? Because he gave them food to eat. People like food. Yeah. John chapter 6, if you are following me. Yeah. If you have the book also. John chapter 6, verse 23. Okay, say. So where does it end? John 6, what, 12? 13, somewhere like that. Has it taken you so long to give me a scripture? John chapter 6, verse 15. That's what you had. So we read that one. Unless your system has frozen. The Bible says, I mean, if you, um, 12 says, when, when, they, and, and when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore, they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Verse 40 says, then those men, when they had seen the miracle, those men, uh, when they had seen the miracle, that Jesus did, said, this is of a truth that that prophet should come into the world. 
When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. So, so when Jesus fed the 5,000, Charlie, the people said, no, 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 no. no. There's nobody we can make the leader of this country than this man here. 5,000 people, you, you feed them miraculously. People don't have to go to work anymore. <laughs> people don't have to work anymore. People don't have to farm anymore. People don't have to worry anymore. We've got the right kind of leader for our lives. But this is the miracle that Jesus didn't fast. Jesus didn't pray. Jesus didn't speak in tongues. He just gave thanks and he started breaking the bread. So you see that thanksgiving is a very, very powerful weapon. It's also a statement I made yesterday. And if we are going to give thanks, it's going to be a blessing. Yeah, if you're going to give thanks, if you're going to live a life of gratitude and, and be thankful, I believe that it's going to be a blessing. Amen. This morning, I want to start from the power of, of being thankful, the power of being thankful. Number one, the power of being thankful. There's a power in being thankful. I think I've mentioned two points already, but we can go according to the order. The power of being thankful. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, the Bible says that, be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer. Everything by prayer. Everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Just a small comment. When you read the Bible, I, I hope you, how many of you read your Bibles? Do you read your Bible? Are you sure? Can I see the hands again? You read your Bible? Okay. How many understand when you read? That, that's why you don't go forward. It's like, you don't understand maths. You never pass CAC. You never get a good job. If you read the Bible and you also don't understand it, you will never be successful in the Christian life. And so you will not, you not do well. It's the same thing. So it's very important to read and understand. And then the, the third thing about it, it is it's also practicing, doing what the Bible says you should do. How many do what the Bible says you should do? Only four people. Huh? So it's, it's, it's a big problem. It's a major problem. There is no sense in, in being a Christian, reading the Bible, don't, uh, never understanding it, and then also not, not be able to practice it. It doesn't work. The students who do well are the students who, when they are taught, they can remember what they were taught. They understand what they were taught. And when the exams come, they are also able to, even before the exam, they are also able to practice. They can take the calculator or mass and then work it out, work it out. When the exams come, it's just a, a normal routine. So, sweetie, ketchup, pumpkin, if you can't understand the Bible, you can't live a good life. Look, look at it. He says, be careful for nothing. Another version would say, be anxious about nothing. Do you have another, uh, another version? Because the be careful for nothing, again, 
you know, if you're curious, you can easily not understand it. Don't worry about anything. Is that how we live our lives? Don't we worry? So, so, so you are not doing what the Bible says you should do. So you try there. When people come against a challenge, the first thing they do is that they worry. When the Bible says don't worry. So if you don't respect the Bible and you worry, then it's up to you. Whatever comes out of your worry, it's your problem. You have caused it. The Bible says do not worry about anything. But instead of the worry, it says that pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank you for all he has done. This is how you behave in life. <laughs> so if somebody even offends you, if you just thank God for it. Because what do you do about it? If, some, if somebody says something you don't like it, what, what do you do? Karen. No, the Bible said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. They didn't talk to you well. They, they, they respected you. They did that. They cursed you. Somebody, the Bible said, do not worry about it. Whether you're a woman or a man, the Bible said, do not worry about it. A Christian does not worry about things. When you worry, you can't even give thanks. You see, when you worry, you forget about every good thing that has happened. Yeah. Yeah. So we are saying that don't worry. How many worry? Oh, I beg you, please. You have to be truthful to yourself. Yeah. So, do you realize that you are not following what God wants you to do? So, if you don't do what God wants you to do, what happens? He will not help you. He will just, you just, I said, don't worry. You worry? Okay. You worry. Yeah. That's how we even treat others. I said, I said, people, take your time. Hey. All right. You experience it. Ah. Do not worry. Do not worry. Sometimes, by the time you are praying about it, you are saying thanks, he can easily give you an idea. Otherwise, you will worry and worry and worry. Your name will become worry. Yeah, Worisha. <laughs> when people are worrying it's not even nice to be around them yeah yeah they, they bring a setting a certain atmosphere around this worry you know when you, when you say something they don't respond you crack, you crack a joke they don't laugh they don't smile face straight I mean, you know, worrying. The Bible says that do not worry. Do not worry. Do not worry. Next time you worry, may an angel slap you. <laughs> when your money is going, it's running down. When you don't have money, you start to worry. Oh, I don't have money. I don't have money. I don't have a job. Don't you know that many people don't have jobs, but they eat and they, have, they get money? 
at some of these little, little boys and girls. They don't work anywhere, but they have, they have money. Yeah, sometimes they have money more than those who work. <laughs> because it is normal that people will rather give them a little raise or help them than a big person. Yeah, because, because oh, it's, a, it's a little girl. Uh, yeah, you, you know. You know. That's why normally when you send a young person, when, when they come back with a change, oh no, give it. You wouldn't give, give that to, you didn't do that to big people. Say, my change, you say, hey, bring it, bring, bring my change, bring my change. <laughs> give me, give me, give me. Why, why you bring change? You even get offended that I sent him and he didn't bring the change. And the bill. <laughs> Short change. Meanwhile, if it's a little person, you can say, oh, yeah, keep the change. Do not worry. There are people who love to worry. What they like, they, they like Tekan, like Patricia, they like Tekan. <laughs> I'm sure we all see that we are guilty here. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty. Worry. 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 Can't you worry? So, so what's going to happen? This, 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 what? The, the, the Bible the worrying does not do anything. It, it doesn't change the situation. The worry rather, it affects you negatively. But if you were to talk about it with God and say thank you, it, it, it will brighten your, 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 your next moment, I tell you. It will brighten your next moment. You see that the worry and, and, and the whole burden will be lifted. That is how the Apostle Paul and Silas were able to thank God in jail. When you go to jail, you don't thank God. <laughs> yeah, no. First, you're cursing the police. <laughs> you try to explain to the police from the lockup that the, you did in the place around. You're innocent. Officer, can I you a, a, a car? I want car and car and other. You pray right, the person who brought you the you'll be cursing the person right there in jail. <laughs> yeah. And then just just pray that nobody who knows you comes to the police station to do something and they see you. They say, Man, what happened? You start the whole story. From the beginning to the end. And how you do nothing wrong. <laughs> You're not going to court, but you're, you're pleading your case. Paul and Silas, they were in jail. Acts chapter 16. The Bible says that at midnight, they started singing and, and dancing. <laughs> you see, when you don't live a life of gratitude and thankfulness, things move you easily. So they were in jail, and they were singing and they were dancing, and they were shouting. Then cry. Now, you see, sometimes people say, oh, we well, come to the church, it's praise and worship. The praise and worship we do in church, it doesn't mean anything. It's just formality. Many people don't praise and worship. Many, we, many people just, we run through as a normal thing. That's what many people do. 
The real praise is after church. On a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, lunchtime, when you close from work, something happens. And then it's supposed to take your spirit down. It, it is the ability to remember that this is a moment I should say thank you. That is what makes praise or worship meaningful to you. That's how the songs you don't even know them. If you think that this is praise and worship, then everybody will have a miracle. You don't know the songs. If you give your microphone right now to back Sherwin as he's singing, you'll be embarrassed. You can't sing the song. The song you sing is the song that works for you. Yeah. If it doesn't talk to you directly, you don't like the song. Yeah. And your song is only one. You sing it all the time. About five years now, your favorite song is one. It has not changed. It has not increased. The two Christians started praising God in jail. You know what happened? They were not speaking in tongues. They were not fasting and praying. They were singing. The Bible says that the chains they were in fell off. There was an earthquake, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. They prayed, and they began to sing praises unto God. There was an earthquake. Have you heard, can you cause an earthquake? What causes earthquake is being grateful and thankful. The people are in jail. All that they are saying is that even though we are in jail now, we still thank you for the days that we have not been in jail. So the first power of being thankful is that saying thanks is a constant part of prayer. Saying thanks is a constant part of prayer. It's a constant part of prayer. It's a constant part of prayer. So don't let thank you be something that you just say without meaning it. I mean, truly, if you are thankful for somebody, you will never offend them. You will never. You, even if something happens, you are quick to say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. It's like you don't want anything to spoil the, the thankfulness and the gratitude that if something small comes, you say, oh, no, no, please, I'm sorry. But that's not how people behave. It's like something that is so clean and white and something dirty goes into it. You are quick, you want to remove it. That's, that's how it is. That's how it is. That's how it is. That's how it is. If you don't understand, that is how it is. That's how no matter your parents and no matter the difficulty, you have to put yourself in a position to help and support them no matter. Even if it means that you have to lose something. That's that's a life of thankfulness. It is part of prayer. It must be part of your prayer. Anytime you wake up in the morning, afternoon, evening, thanksgiving must be part of it. Saying thanks is a constant part of prayer. Number two, be thankful as an attitude of your life. Be thankful as an attitude 
of your life. Be thankful as an attitude of your life. Be thankful as an attitude of your life. Be thankful as an attitude of your life. The same Colossians chapter 3 verse 15 will be our verse for that. It's an attitude of life. Can we give ourselves that, that challenge to do? That as long as you are thankful, you will never offend such a person. You must be worried when somebody you are thankful for is not happy with you. You must, you must, you must shake and you must, you must shake. If God is not happy with you, And it's, it's, it's a challenge because when God is not happy with us, we don't even know. So that is why sometimes your, 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 your relationship with your pastor is a, is, is a little deeper and then people now begin to say, oh, is he God and all of that. Because if God is not happy with you, you wouldn't even know. Do you know if God is not happy with you this morning? But if I'm not happy with you, you know. <laughs> you know, the bishop is looking at me. It looks like he's not happy with me at all. <laughs> you, you, you must be grateful for that. Because apart from that, God, oh, you live your life one million years, will never notice if God doesn't. God is not, not, not happy with you. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult to know uh, uh, things like that. It's, it's not a simple thing. And so let us be, let us be thankful as a life as an attitude. That is how we must live our lives. Yeah. You see, for example, if you look at, let's say, in-laws, you can easily not be grateful to your in-laws. <laughs> yeah. Or your wife or your husband came into the world because of them. Have you forgotten? The breast that you are holding. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The bosom that you are enjoying. No, we don't, we don't, think, we don't think foul. We do not think foul. Don't think far. You'll be, maybe you'll be nice to your wife or you'll be nice to your husband. You treat them well. But you forget where, where they came from. Yeah. Who gave them all the nice things that you're enjoying? And if you once, when is your birthday? You don't even do anything. Even just once a year. At least I'd make it twice. I mean, if you're in this church, make it twice. Birthday and Christmas. At least two times a year. That, that's nothing. And then anytime you, you travel, you go somewhere. 
You should like, you should, you want to travel, you must like to travel. You bring something. And when you see something nice, for, you see, when you go to the shop, don't only think about you, your wife, and your children. No. You should think about others also. Are you with me? You have to be. So when we say that Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is, where are we? Be thankful as an attitude of your life. It, it, it is all encompassing. It's, it goes wider. It spreads all over your life. When we say your life, your life is not just a, a small bit. Your life is big. Your life is huge. You should thank your boss. Charlie Bosman, instead of thanking him, that you are rather angry with him. Or her. Especially if they are. Okay. Kishana, your friend is coming back. You want to get something for eat? Ah, I hope you went to the right place because he went so. Yeah. He's missed the message. When he gets here now, I'll finish. I'll close. <laughs> As a lesson, the grace together, and I'll be the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take a pen, sit down in your quiet moment, and write the number of people, write the names of people in your life that you have to be grateful about and for. You should do that. That is the only way this message and this teaching can become useful to you. If we are preaching and teaching you about being thankful, you've got a book for $2,000, $5,000, and it is not helping you become a better person, Charlie, you are wasting your time. Don't come here on a Sunday. Go to the creek. Right, right, right. My husband, my wife, my this, my sister, my brother, Listen, you let when you're writing your list, shall we should come inside? Brother Shawin. As I've known you, it's only you and Shawin I've really known well. Ah, oh, them fancy brothers you got. Me or nobody. Yes, brother Shawin. Brother Shawin. Yeah, I was talking to her the other day. I said, you know what? He has been a nice brother to you. He said, Yes, Bishop. I said, Good. I like that. It's a nice brother. I think you are closer than many of your brothers, isn't it? Yeah, because you see him every day. You're in the church. He's like a father even to you. <laughs> if you got a problem, he's the one who's going to stop delivering my package to come and look after your problem. <laughs> he won't come and give me my package at all. Once you call him, he say you're in the trouble. I mean, if you're in trouble, who will you confess? You call me. It's how you call. <laughs> <laughs> Are you people listening to me? Right, right. The, uh, number one, my list of uh, uh, thankful, the people in my life that I'm thankful for. Number one. Number two. If you have three, please, you should, you should be born again, again. You shouldn't have less than ten. <laughs> so make a list. Start making the list. Start making the list. 
Your mother. Karen, isn't it? Yeah, it's been like a big, big sister to you. Oh, number two is Castello. <laughs> Why no? He's <laughs> all give you that grandson that you like. <laughs> that elder of the church at the back there. <laughs> she says no. <laughs> yeah. Attitude of your life. It is something that we must do often. Thank you. And if you can, let it go with something. Something small, a card, a little something, a little 500, a little 1,000. Oh, thank you very much. Let, let, let us practice that a lot. You see, one of the things that the visiting minister who came at the two nights, he came to show us, is how we should direct our money. That, that's all. That there's something inside Knowing where to direct your money towards. It's just, it's so many things are not important. So many things. He said this. It's not important. There is something. There's definitely a particular reason why. Key point. The key point is that money is important in the kingdom of God. And you must learn how to apply and use money in the kingdom of God. Because we are Christians. As much as we are Christians, we, we know more about the world than our Christian life. And so sometimes when we get money, all you know is about the worldly ways. And the world, the way the world thinks and the way Christianity works, is the opposite of each other. The world will want to use money on themselves and, 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 and go up. The Christian world, you give money. You give it away and you give it to the right places and to the right people. Even as much as directed by God. Because God must also run your money also. That's number one. Check your life. The top ten people you are grateful for. If you like, you can share it with me. Why not? I'll be happy to see your list. To see if Castillo made it. <laughs> oh, please put his name somewhere, man. <laughs> yeah. Who makes your top 10 list of people you are grateful for? Now, with that list now, then it comes attitude. There shouldn't be anybody on that list that you show bad attitude to. Sometimes people die young because of that. Are you following? Or you are sleeping? So I don't want you to take much of my time. So I won't tell you to write the names now. Make sure when you go home. Because I'll check back next week by the grace of God if I, if I don't forget. If you have your list of ten. Then your attitude. Because the point is that be thankful as an attitude of your life. So it's a thankful, it's, it is a continuous thing. So, man, you go to the supermarket, you do a little shopping, say, man, I'm passing this, this juice thing here, or one, one case of drinking water. Let me just put it by me, granny, since granny is part of the list. A case of water is not even $2,000. Just to give it to your mother-in-law or your, or your your sister-in-law or your boss. Whoever makes your top ten oh. 
You see, the man of God said it, and I think it's, it's very true. When your gift makes room for you, I'm waiting for the next officer to, 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 to test. <laughs> Do a test with. <laughs> we have one already, but we need a little. Yeah, that's, that's one that we gave 20,000 to about four years ago. Every time eh, I can be driving 200 kilometers, 250. When he's there, when they stop me, I say, hey, oh, God, I'm a... The ticket, I say, have a nice day. Of course, I should have a nice day. Uh, I've, been, I've saved, I've given my fixed deposit. <laughs> fixed deposit. I've put in this account for, on my behalf. It's, it's right there with you. Yeah. Are, we, are we going to practice what I'm talking about? We launched this book nicely, and, and the response was very good. I mean, your response was, was great. We just still have some books left, but response, how much you bought it. It was very, very nice appreciating what prophet has done. But please, let us read and, and ab- abide by the things in the, in the scripture. In the book. Are we going to do that? Yeah. If I qualify for your top ten, that means that you are, your attitude towards me alone. Because some, some, some people, their attitude towards a man of God is bad. <laughs> it's terrible. There's an attitude, though. Not, not even going further to just give something. Or, or, no, 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 no. no. Just attitude. Attitude alone. Attitude alone. Someone called God has loved us and has brought us thus far. So if he has a church where we go to connect with him, our attitude and lifestyle must be different. Grateful. That's the only reason why one day you insult Sherwin if you are not thankful. That all the women around is you he chose. One day, if the thankfulness is not a lifestyle, you, you abuse him. You abuse. Let that be a very Everything to do. You can insult God. What has God done against you? What has God done against you? What, is there anybody here who will say that God, is, God is, a, is, a, is a wicked God? So why is it that Sunday and in his church, some of you don't come every Sunday? The attitude, a lifestyle, it's wrong. This is not school. This is not work. This is, not, this is God who keeps you breathing in and out. You have, your attitude must change. You have to be grateful. You have to be thankful. It must be a lifestyle. You should never think of doing anything to God that will not make him happy. And never do that. that it is based on that that we build all the principles. Marriage, counseling, marrying in the church. If you marry in the church, you should treat each other so special because it was in the church we met. People who met themselves in a club treat themselves better because you are not grateful, you are not thankful. You don't respect the things that God has given you. Attitude, thankfulness. Be thankful as an attitude of your life. Anybody who does something to you, don't say thank you and say thank you properly. And thank you properly comes with a gift. 
stop using your mouth to say thank you. Thank you comes with a presentation. A presentation. Doesn't matter what it is, it comes with a presentation. You know how it works. When it's anniversary, I'm sure that you'll be looking forward to what he's going to do. We should, we should never look forward to what you are going to do to thank me for the 15 years that I've chosen you to be my wife. You, you rather say, he forget, my, he forget hey! our anniversary. He, he forgot my birthday. Your, your birthday is nothing. My birthday is something. Your birthday is nothing. Who chose who? I chose you. You couldn't say no. It was too good to be to, to, to say no. <laughs> you can't say no. Is that not what it is? Some wives even quarrel. Tasha, some wives even quarrel. You forgot about our anniversary. You and whose anniversary? It is your day of saying thank you. So that day, you wake up early. When he wakes up, the whole house you smell. So what? What's today? What's happening today? I said, I know you forget. And I, I'm glad you forgot. Because I wanted to surprise you. It's our anniversary. Happy anniversary, pumpkin. My God. You wake up. You're going to work. You say, I'm watching whether he will remember our anniversary. You try right there. You try, you try right there. Try right there. Get one. So get stop. Today is we anniversary, you know. My husband is here. Happy anniversary to me. Yet, it's two o'clock. I'm waiting. I'm watching. You see the attitude? You see, and, and it's very, you can read a point and just move on to the next point and that's that. But I'm, I'm explaining the point. That's why marriages don't work so well. Because the woman feels that she has a right to a lot of things. But she doesn't really have. <laughs> the woman is rewarded for her behavior, attitude, love, and care. The woman gets rewarded. So if your attitude is not right, no reward is coming. You don't have a right to anything. That's how some people said it's the apostle Paul who came to change it. Because you misbehave there. Come, you come, come, come sit here. You behave there. Hey, come. Put a ring and sit here right here. Can you imagine if you have three wives? Do you think you ever run short of a woman who is treating you nice? Ah, I should stay in this corner. Okay, I'm still right here. <laughs> Imagine if you have three wives. One, two, three. Stand up. Really? Are you there? Are you listening to the message? Are you listening to the message? Okay. <laughs> you have three wives. How can you lack happiness? Because, you see, and then when, if this one vexed with you, and she see that this one happy with me, you say that you, she will say, oh, say, what? I'm missing out. <laughs> Next time, whatever makes her vexed, she will not it won't make her vexed anymore. Because she wouldn't want the man to go and spend time here. So he would try. Oh, man, I got juice. You want juice? I got this. <laughs> you got no juice. He doesn't want you to go anywhere. Huh? 
The one has brought power to the wrong hands sometimes. Prophet was saying it this morning, if you, if you heard him. He said he has a, a, a friend, a lawyer, who has, he, he, he handled at a point 4,000 divorce cases. Yeah, 4,000. That's not his life, the end of his life. At a point, as a lawyer, he dealt with 4,000 divorce cases. He says that when you go through it, because this one he was leading us to pray about marriages. Uh, what? This disappointment, this orchid, some deeds that he mentioned. He said the lawyer said, it's only one, less than 1% have hope of coming back. Yeah, 4,000 marriages that people have divorced. He said that it's only less than 1% have hope that they will come back. A lot of marriages never, never end well. So when you are fighting for your marriage, sometimes you, 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 you got to be out of your mind. It, by, by statistics and by, it doesn't end well. People just hold on to it. Ah, what do you think? Ah, it's like you can imagine that you are losing somebody. It's a stupid thing you're losing, which is okay. But no, he said 4,000 marriage cases, only less, less than one person had, had, had hope of the people coming together. Okay. Yeah, it tells you that marriage is a very major thing. So, if the wives will learn the Bible way of behaving, you'll see that there will be, there will be excitement in the house. Your husband will be very unreasonable to treat you bad. Very unreasonable. And his, his judgment will be with God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His judgment will be with God. But you can't sometimes blame some men when they, when they don't mind some wives. And you see that the women, their cases always seem to be right. They seem to be like the ones who are right. Yeah. Women have, they have a certain aura that makes them believable. Makes them believable. But most of them are liars. That's why you have to ask the, the husband, not the wife. So say, hey, how is the marriage? Don't ask the wife. You should ask the husband. <laughs> Michael, do, do you want Melissa? Should, should I ask Epson or should I ask you? Bishop, ask me. Yeah. He, he is the one at the receiving end. But you think that you are the one at the... No, no, you cannot be at the receiving end. You know, you came to toil for me to receive. And when you've given me venison and I eat and I'm... Then I'll bless you. That no, you don't understand that. And that's why marriage is not nice for you. Yeah, you have to touch his soul. Venison has to touch the soul. Then he will bless you. Then the money and the looking after and all those things, they will flow. Yeah. Otherwise, man, I could get some money for some shoes. Me got no money. There's no man who loves his wife, who the wife treats him well. When she asks for money, that he will say, "Me ain't got money." So, even if he doesn't have money, he said, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something." The ones who say that I don't have, you should interpret it as you are a very wicked woman. <laughs> it's like they, they don't, they, they are not going to make any effort to give you nothing because you don't deserve it. According to them, you don't deserve it. So you, you see, instead of this revelation, you go around and say. 
He doesn't give no money to nobody. But man, mm, he hand tight. It's you, his, his hand is hard tied to. It's you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should go and ask at his workplace. Oh, he buys lunch for people. Oh, he buys lunch. Yeah, the people that like him, he buys lunch for them. He's a good boss. Oh, oh, he's a nice boss. Mm, like you and he die or something. Look at what you are you also thinking about. Many of you are young, so you probably don't understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then the world has been taught very different. I mean, anniversary, the woman would rather expect something. Sitting waiting. This is a test if he still loves me. <laughs> well, well, you, you see the result of the tests. It comes on on the computer. Quick one. If it's not how you would think normally. I expect him to call me. You expect him to call? To wake you up? With breakfast. With breakfast. Yes, I expect him to romance me. Yeah. Ah, it's true. I expect him to take me out. We go somewhere. Some days, spend some time, and all the planning should be with. Yeah, otherwise, nothing happen. Ah, you said a good husband. Hey, Ralph, it was your wife's birthday yesterday. I don't know what you did. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the report. You know, by mm, you did trouble by. <laughs> yeah. You should say, you should say, Hossie. <laughs> Please, next Monday, I want you to take a time off. Look at the reservation I have here. I want you to do to me what you did to me on my on our honeymoon nights. <laughs> I want a repetition. I want a reenactment. I want to remember where I have come from. I'll, I'll take the day off. I'll take the day off. If I, Sunday, I'll call my boss and say, Child, I, me, me, I get running so much. I go to work. How many men will respond positively? How many men? So, girl, what am to you? Why are you wasting money, man? No, you ain't got money. No, 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 no. no. I want, you know what? I want to experience. <laughs> An encounter. Then when we go, you have people surrounding the hotel welcoming us. Hey! Your husband will never forget you. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Akila? She didn't come. Oh, she come to the car. It is twisted. Because we are not thankful. Let me tell you, when you are chosen, there are other people that can be chosen. Who are, who are there who can be there? And even as you are chosen, there are people who are waiting for you to die or praying for you to die. Mm. Yeah. And even in Guyana, we don't even care whether you die or not. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> we don't <never> wait. 
<laughs> That's how we stay as guiding. It's okay. Sharon is caring. Okay. <laughs> Someone say Sharon is caring. Yeah. Because somebody can easily approach your husband and say, you don't look like you have been taken care of. You need soup. (laughs) Somebody needs soup. With dumpling and chicken foot. (laughs) Ah, with beef. There are some skinny men here, young boys here. They're looking for soup. If you can't soup now, we don't know when you're going to soup after the wedding. You want to taste soup now. Sunday afternoon is soup time. Then chicken foot. Eh? Up Yakima. Sundays is soup. He's, he's, he's moving so I can tell you properly. Uh, <laughs> and you ain't been married yet. <laughs> Michael, Epson, Sunday is soup. And with dumpling. You wake up Sunday morning 4 a.m. And I want to say, why you wake up so early? Today is soup for me, husband. <laughs> you must hear the pressure. Point. <laughs> and that's a laugh. Well, when he hears it, and he wakes up. Oh, Today is a tongue speaking day. <laughs> they find a nice bowl, they put it in a flask. It's part of your handbag, inside your handbag. When we finished church one, two times, we said, Honey, come, come. So, so quick, come, come. So, man, I pray, I pray for so Man, all right, I'm waiting. You don't pray it. Come. And sit somewhere there, mango tree somewhere. Yeah, mango tree. Not in the cathedral, and a mango tree. And then put the soup. And you take, you take a tissue. As you're drinking the soup, you, you wipe it. Ah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. He said, Oh, there's chicken that's going to be through your teeth. Let me take it out for you. Let me take it out for you. <laughs> Stand to your feet, please. <laughs> Just thank God. Thank God for your life. Let us not wait for odious nights to be thankful. Thank God. Thank God for you. Thank God for the good things. Thank God for the seemingly bad things. Bible says in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning your life. Be thankful. Be thankful. Thankful that you were chosen. Thankful that you are going to be chosen. Thankful that God loves you and God has saved you and God has washed you uh, with, with his blood. 
who sang so long. Attitude, a life, a life of, of, of thanksgiving with a right attitude. Blessed be your name, O God. We are thankful, O God. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com God richly bless you.